spirituality, consciousness, health, and mindset. Welcome to the Ascend Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Chris Hopper. And I'm Dan Harrison. Together, we are all wisdom non-seekers. Hey, what is up everyone? This week on the Ascend podcast, me and Chris sit down, record another episode of Observing Our Thoughts. And when me and Chris have these conversations, we really do dive deep, deep in our minds and we really bring to you what is really going on deep in, deep at the forefront of our minds. And some of the thoughts that we have are so raw that even when we speak about them on these podcasts, we haven't even had our own time to process them and shock ourselves sometimes of some of the areas that we go to. And it's kind of cool in the way that you guys are really hearing them firsthand and hopefully when we do speak about them will also maybe help you in some areas that you're questioning. So anyway, in this podcast we talk about consciousness, we ask the question what happens to the body after we die, we talk about the the balance between the body and consciousness, we also question the loops in our consciousness and do we actually have any loops that we continue to keep doing in in our day to day lives. We talk about could we program to believe we have consciousness. We talk about how old is our consciousness really. And we finish off the powerhouse of a question. What happens if we actually stop believing in our own consciousness? So anyway, this is a shitstorm of an episode and is guaranteed to switch your mind up. I'd say like a tornado going through a junkyard with the actual junkyard being your own consciousness. <laughs> so anyway... If you do want to support the podcast and feel that these conversations do add value in your life, it would be amazing if you could just consider helping the podcast go to that next level. We really want to keep bringing you the best we can. And if you, if you support the podcast, we can really do that. And you can do that by helping us through our Patreon page. And the power really is in your hands. We live in a time now where you have the ability and the power to support and put your attention what you want to see more of. So please, if you do want to see more of the podcast, Please find it in your heart to just support the podcast. It would really mean the world to me and Chris. And also in return, if you do support the podcast, you will gain access as well to a private Patreon page where there's lots of bonus conversations, rants and other podcasts. And on a regular basis, we keep adding more and more to that page as well. So if you do want to support the podcast, please head over to our Patreon page and we'd love you all. So anyway... As well, in the next in four years' time from now, me and Chris are heading down to London to record some more in-person podcasts for you all. And all going to plan, we will have some really cool conversations to share with you over the next coming weeks. So anyway, let's jump to this one, another episode of Observing Our Thoughts. Enjoy. So another episode of Observing Our Thoughts. Yeah, observing our thoughties. What's going on? What's going on up there in this big wide world? <laughs> What's going on up in there in our minds? Anxiety. First question, can you read my thoughts? <laughs> Second question. No, but I like to. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, so some a question that I want to what's been on your mind bring brother? to you was something I've been thinking about in terms of um, in terms of consciousness. The million dollar question. So first question: What is consciousness? <laughs> what is consciousness? Whoa, here we go. So anyway, um, something I want to bring up with you and see what see your thoughts on was um, and something I've been thinking about. So we know that. Um, in terms of the the our bodies biologically and stuff like that, I mean, me and you are both at the understanding where where you don't, I mean, you believe that your body is just sort of sort of a temporary sort of. Well, this is what I believe anyway, and see what you thought. I believe that my body is just sort of my body itself biologically is just sort of te- like a temporary sort of fleeting thing that's just in this in this uh, point of time at the moment now. But once the body, once my body dissolves and goes back into the into the earth, whatever wherever it goes. Um, into the wooden casket into the bottom of the uh, the pit of the, right. the graveyard <laughs> I believe I'm obviously at the understanding that I believe my consciousness or whatever it is whatever the, something that resides inside me whatever you want to call it consciousness soul energy whatever you want to call yeah. it I believe that that does go to somewhere else well I'd like to believe that anyway hope it does <laughs> I'll, I, I think uh, I could point actually <laughs> uh, what I believe in ooh, mind mind uh, mind altering <laughs> but what I think, right? I think this is going to be an interesting topic right here. It's because I I think we give a lot of premise on the idea of our names. Like we like to give our names the identity, but really, when you said like our body just dissolves, our body is like it comes with us in life. I mean, our body grows through it through the mother, and obviously you get your name after when you um you leave you leave the um the womb, but ultimately our body i think we, we give it a lot of disrespect when we think it's just like this vessel of consciousness so we're giving all the emphasis on the consciousness but we're forgetting about our body i mean our body's giving us all this emotional context all this incredible energy i mean how do we know like when we die that's it for our body our body could just be in the beginning i mean our body could be the consciousness our body could be like completely everything i mean how many like how much is our body to a home of billions of vessels our body is something so much more and I think we give our body discredit by just thinking it's like a vessel yeah. so I think it's something so much more yeah I like that I know I know, I know what you mean I, I've, I, when, I, when I said that statement I didn't mean that because I, I definitely I'm at the understanding where I understand that for in this reality that we're in now uh, the body is the filter is the filter for of the reality for, sorry is the filter for consciousness yeah like consciousness itself is experienced itself through the body through movement like everything is movement. Like even us now talking is movement. So like consciousness itself is expressing itself through the movement of the body. Yeah. Like I'm under, I'm at that understanding. But what I what I was meaning by that statement is, is that once I still think that not neglecting the body and not sort of giving anything, taking anything from the body, I just still think there's something. You think this body's earthbound and there's earthbound, something far yeah, beyond. More, there's a, yeah, there's something different. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I mean, I like to know if the body goes with us to the, like the next level. Like, maybe the we'll take a, like a form of the body with us to the next level. So if I'm when I'm saying this, I'm picturing us like when you leave to the next level, or do you and you perceive yourself in a dream? Do you bring your body along with you? This is an interesting talking point because yeah. when you when you're dreaming, I always see your body with us. Oh, is I'm it like, is it your body? Yeah, I always see my body in it, and I always see other people's bodies in dreams as well. And this is why I'm thinking maybe the body comes with us. I know, it, like physically, like the skin, the brain, like this. But maybe 
the body itself obviously being a metaphor for like the internal soul but the body could be coming with us to the next level I mean I don't think we're just a, a puff of consciousness I think the physically the body is consciousness dear uh, well I don't I don't <laughs> I, I, that's, that's good it is good it's a good thinking point it really is it, uh, my mind was racking there when you were saying that I've so I, here's something because I've had a dream where I was actually someone else Wow. so I was in a different body and I know as well I've, I've read um I think it's on a, um, there's a lucid dreaming website where it's got like loads of article, uh, articles where people I shop, I'll put it in the show notes but there's an article anyway there's a website where it, it explains other, diff- other people's stories and people have been pe- a lot of people are actually other people in dreams so they're not the, they're not their physical body so people have looked in mirrors and things like that yeah. and the, the old people the, the animals the other stuff and things like that so uh, I mean maybe I mean who knows maybe if you believe that maybe your body will go with you because I mean it, it's your reality but then it, because then you, yeah. if your if your thoughts and your you, who says that your thoughts and your feelings and your expectations don't travel with you to the to another world no that's an interesting concept as well but I, or to uh, the dream world but like I said um, there's so many different directions where I can take everything in life I mean that was just a beautiful thought process what I had there and it's something I've been playing with a, a while but I've also had like when I was going through like a little depression stage I went on a really deep meditation session where I was like continuously meditating for like vast periods of time and I ended up with over 258 days straight of meditation and over like thousands of yeah. thousands of hours uh, sorry minutes of like meditation and one of the sessions was when I was walk I was visualizing myself like it was far deep in the meditation I was visualizing myself walking through a forest and it was and it was like and there was all these forces pulling onto us and these forces were like either um, external objects. Like you taught us like, about this. Yeah, and they were holding us. But like when I said I continued walking, like I stripped them all away. And like I was just walking through the woods, so there was no external objects. And this is where like, I might contradict what I first said, because then I said, there's something else you need to strip away. Your body. And it was the body. And then I continued like visually just like moving forward without looking behind and there was a body on the floor. So maybe in that context, the body doesn't come with you. And you have to like understand that there will be a separation of the body. Yeah, I like that. And here's something... So it's interesting how there's different contexts. Yeah, I like that. Here's something. I've, I've played with that that thought process in my head there. See, this makes sense because when I've... Um, so you know I'm somebody who I really like... I'm really sort of... What's the word? I really put so much emphasis around my own body. Like I'm really... I'm someone who... I try and sort of squeeze the lemon so much out of my body. Like, I really... There's some sort of connection that I love. That, that that sort of... When I'm doing my yoga or doing my movement practice, whatever it is, or training my body, there's some sort of, like, flow or freedom I tap into when I'm doing that. Yeah. But then within that conversation and within that thought as well, there's something that... Because I'm putting too much... Am I, I'm asking the question, am I putting too much emphasis on that? Like, instead of the consciousness itself, like, am I putting too much oh. emphasis on the body? Because when I've... Lately, when I've been doing yoga... Now, this is one of my observing thoughts, actually, as well, but a lot lately I've been doing, like, very extensive yoga sessions. So even last night, I did a... T- I think I did a two-and-a-half-hour yoga session. And I've been... There was one time where I did yoga where I actually completely lost track of time. It was, like, three and four hours had gone, and I'd just been... Com- literally just me and my body I didn't even have any music on I was just in my house just literally just moving my body in different directions how do your mind feel after something like that incredible absolutely my body, my body felt more incredible but he, he, let's explain this two seconds mm-hmm. so when I was in the moment of 
actually I'm trying to analyse the feeling now of when I was doing the movement it, within that long hour these long hour yoga sessions and things like that it's this sounds this sounds different right but let's try and process this the body actually because you're doing yoga for that long mm-hmm. the body itself actually dissolves within the practice because Whoa. you become you, you be, when you've been like doing it for two or three hours like sometimes I don't have a measure or a time or anything like that so I don't know how long I've been doing that but it's just after when I sort of look back but the body itself like dissolves and goes away and you, and you become a light so it that's so is, interesting and I, I know as well a lot of um, I was reading as well in a I can't remember what book it was it might have been the, uh, the book uh, Yogananda the book of yogis I can't remember it was something anyway but he the, the great sort of yogis in the past talk about that's the whole the whole practice of yoga was actually developed so you could actually it's like a lightening of the of the body of the of the physical body so that you can tap into that real essence of who you truly are and that's what I felt when I was doing my yoga is that the body dissolved I, f- I became so light that I just that I was uh, at that in that moment in them sort of in them states of me moving my body I wasn't even though I was physically moving my body yeah. internally I was just sort of it was That's just so lightness of like consciousness just being it's it's weird it's hard to explain I, I love that how you have like that such an like an understanding of like the more you were um, using your body the less you were less you involved in the body you yeah. were you're more involved in the mind and this is interesting because I heard this the other day and it actually popped in my head when you were talking. You give like the whole um, the yogi standpoint <laughs> and I'm going to switch it on and give the bodybuilding standpoint because I've been watching a lot of like bodybuilding videos. Yeah. Like, it's some, like lifting weights has been something I'm into at the minute. I've been enjoying the process of it. So I was listening to a body, um, Arnold Schwarzer talking about his, um, his mind and his development of his mind. And he talked how he was in tune with his muscles and he was living in the muscle of the body. And it's kind of interesting how you were like, through your training, you were separating yourself from your body. Whereas his training, he was putting himself further into the body. And I love that, how the, the two different worlds collide. I'm not saying yours is right and his yeah, is wrong, yeah. or his is right and yours is wrong. I'm just saying like, you both have something deeply in common, which is the connection to the body. You both know your body and how you used your body. He used his body for what he needed. You used your body for what you needed. And... This is why I think a lot of people out here are not getting. A lot of people are like misinterpreting the, the whole understanding of the body. I mean, it doesn't matter what you do. If you if it works for your body and your mind, then it's working. But you have to understand how to use your body. Here's something I've been playing with, right? Uh, I like that. And here's something I've been playing with is um. So I went I went through just with you seeing the Arnold Schwarzenegger one as well. I went through a process where I was um I was lifting heavy weights and stuff like that just to, like he was doing, and I went mm. through the bodybuilding scene like he did. I mean not to the extent that Arnold Schwarzenegger did, <laughs> stuff, but um, I went to the extent where I, where I have been lifting a lot of weights and stuff like that. Yeah, but it doesn't even. I'm just using an example of weights. It doesn't have to be weights. It can just be in like general day to day life where you're just walking around and you the the physical demands that that this reality puts in our body, whatever whatever it is, and um. I've I've actually noticed that a lot of times in my moments of, of my general day to day life, or even when in the past when I was lifting weights, whatever example I use, my body felt heavy. It like it felt too heavy. It felt too. Uh, it's, it's hard. It's there's not even a word to explain it, explain it really, but it just felt too sort of heavy. That's the word heavy. It felt too heavy. But in the moments where I do yoga, and when I'm when I'm completely like stripping back to 
stripping back to maybe like what I said before, like getting to them moments of where my body becomes, I don't become a part of my body and I, be, I feel completely light. I don't feel any niggles in my body. I don't feel no tension. That's mm. probably the right way because I think when, I, when I'm walking around in my day to day life, I feel it. I mean, do you feel ever feel this in your body? Do you feel like a sense of tension when you just, because I'm trying to, I, I, lately I've been trying to ask myself is, is, is that just a part of this reality? Is the tension that you feel in your body when you walk around? Like, even just now recording this podcast, like, I'm seeing it, I'm becoming aware of tension. Like, I'm becoming aware of parts of my body where I have certain uh, sense, sensitive tension. Like I mean, stress maybe it's the same thing. It, 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 it's hard, it's, it's a word. Like, like your body it's hard to use a word to describe it. I know what I mean is, is that a state of tension. So, the more I, the more I do, me, the more I do my, my practice of yoga, the tension disappear, disappears and my body becomes light. Mm. So, see, when I'm, here's an example, I'll try and describe it. So, when I'm sitting here now, I'm actually feeling part of, of tension. So I, I'm actually feeling a bit of tension in my lower back. And that's because maybe because I'm sitting on this chair, so I'm feeling a little bit of tension in my lower back here. Yeah. My, sh- my shoulders feel a little bit. Uh, my, my shoulders are feeling a little bit heavy now. Now I'm focusing on it. It. My body's telling us that there's a little bit of tension here. There's a little bit of tension there. And there's a lot of times when I walk around, or whatever I'm doing in my day to day life, I, f- I feel this. I sometimes can f- like tune in or tap into this like a sensation of tension in my body. But when oh. I do my yoga. And I stre- completely stretch that body out and stretch all the limbs out. Mm-hmm. The tension like disappears and goes away, and uh, my body dissolves to a certain degree, and I feel light. And then I tap into that. It feels like I'm tapping into that pure essence of who I am. So that's it ties in what you've seen before. I know it's a deep thought, but is is that when I, when I'm in that state and I'm I'm releasing that tension from the body, does it go back to what you were seen before? Like to me, is the body actually sort of. Um, Stu- like f- pulling us to this reality like instead of having oh. the release of the consciousness of just being the pure so you think like bo- um, this is an interesting thing that's a default but I don't yeah, know where I went with that <laughs> I like it that. this is what I'm getting from it um, I kind of feel like you're thinking the body itself is not um, I'm not uh, this might be the wrong word but a prisoner and like the body's like a prison cell which holds consciousness in and as soon as we're like um, in performance stuff like yoga, meditation, we're temporarily opening the bars to the cell, yeah. and we're letting ourselves out. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. a that's a brilliant analogy. There. I because, love that. Yeah, this is what I was thinking because I actually went on. Um, I did an hour meditate. Uh, sorry, an hour and fifteen minutes meditation last night. Um, when I was deeply, it was about one o'clock in the morning, and I just I was wide awake, and I just went, I'm meditating here. Something told us to meditate, so I went and meditated. And when I meditated, uh, thoughts were flying. Just what is this doing? Like after about fifteen minutes, I was in a pure, beautiful, like deep meditative experience. And then I went out of it, and then I did the hour. So, and then in the hour one, I was thinking, "Gosh, I've never ever tested myself over like um, a twenty-minute mark of meditating." And so I was like half an hour in, and like these barriers started coming up in my mind and I was thinking like whoa what the hell are these like and it was just like these were like visual images of like people like trying to like nod the head and like shake the head and like people telling us no and I was thinking just keep focusing on your breath just keep understanding and maybe you're not meant to know what these barriers are but maybe we're meant to get past them and this might be the whole understanding of why society is trying to keep us a beer, like trying to distract us. I mean, 
right after that, I had all these thoughts keep trying to bring us back, bring us back, but the more deeper into this trance sleep-like state I was getting, the more I was unlocking something, and I didn't know what it was, you can call it whatever you want, you, you probably tapped into the same thing during your yoga session, but when I was, the more deeper I was meditating, the more freer I was becoming, and there was longer and longer periods of me just becoming one with my breath, and when I was saying one with my breath, I mean, it, sometimes I didn't even feel like there was a breath, and it, there was just blank space, is that blank space consciousness yeah i like that that's a beautiful point by the way here's something right I'll, let's try and just dissect this what i'm trying to think so i've played with that whole essence of because i'm not i'm, I'm at the understand anyway that i believe that the reason we were here like we're in these two bodies now because we're meant to be i do but i fully believe that but 100%. like you said I, I still think there's there's a window or something that opens up when you do hit these deep states of consciousness or all states of consciousness and are them are them windows there there for a reason like as there's two battles in my head like I understand that we're here we're meant to be I think that we're meant to be here because we are here but also as well there's, there's a window that opens up when you hit these deeper states to access but is that mm. I mean is this just two different is it just two different realms of of um, of what's the word is it just are these two worlds two different just realms or, or, or two different openings for to you to learn in different ways like the the, the the physical world yeah. is that that's like we we know how many lessons you can be co- you can how many different lessons you can have yeah and challenges and sort of understandings about yourself in the physical world but also as well in the spiritual world or whatever you want to call it or these deeper states of stillness that's a world that you can learn things as well like so I, I'm just trying to do you understand no, no, what I'm no, trying to weird the two worlds up? I think we're trying to look for an order an order of the conscious um sorry order of the universe and I think in order of the to try and find this like one order we need to understand that there's not just like one one truth one way there's not one truth or one way or one connection I know to bring it back to that Arnold Schwarzenegger and you analogy when you both have a different like training methods but you both still have a fundamental understanding of like your body and, and your mind and this is what I'm thinking ultimately I don't think there's just one pathway to where you need to get to where we all need to get to that's an interesting topic itself. Does do we all get to the destination that we seek, in in the maybe not in this life it, form, it, but the next? Here's a good question. You said, oh, "Do we all get to the destination that we seek?" I've, I I'll ask myself this question: Where are we going? Like I I just asked that about the physical as, physical aspect. That just like let's take where we are now, right? I mean, we I'm, I see if I'm driving to work or whatever I'm doing, walking down the street, training on my body, yoga. I keep asking myself, like, what am I? Where am I going? Where are you going? What are you doing? What are you really doing? And obviously, again, I can never really find that answer. Like, where am I going? But I, sometimes I get to this, I have this thought, feel of thought in my head where I think this is just a constant cycle. Like, it's just a constant game. Yeah. Like, I've said this before on the podcast, but there's a, um, there's a Sanskrit word. It's called it's it's called Leela. And it's like universal player. And it's like the universe itself is just playing a, playing a game with itself. And we're just we're just a part of the universe as a game. So me and you are just... We we're having all this we're having all these deep thoughts now and listeners listening to this podcast having the deep thoughts and they're thinking that they're a whole part of the they are individual and the whole all a part of this. Like they're having this own this big sort of um what's the word? This war, not a, I wouldn't say a war, but they're having this whole sense of these questions going on in the head. But without uh-huh. realising that we are just a part of the universe playing a game with itself. Like you we are just all just like we 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 pretend that we're so sort of unique and so special, but we're just not. 
You know what I mean? Like consciousness within consciousness is having is playing a game within itself. Yeah, it's a really good point actually, Dan. Um I love the analogy of like how we how we envision our um life um is how we perceive the the world. I mean some people if I ask you a question, right, you have to finish what I'm gonna say. Life is a box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> life is a box of chocolates. I love that. Uh it's the say your answer gives you like the impression of like what you think of that question and I'm going to analyse how you said that right you said like and I asked you that life is and you said immediately you went life is a box of chocolates right <laughs> so I, I'm getting the impression that you know from from that understanding of like when I asked you that question you take life not serious you enjoy it and you love the process of being here that's good that uh, or, or, or either I've just watched too many um Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump films. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that. Um, but I, th- I see you as a person who enjoys life and enjoys this, um, whatever you like to call it. I like to think of life as um, life is a never-ending story of happiness and joy, with a dash of craziness thrown in. Right. Well, here's something, right? Because you thought about that, right? I did actually. Really, really, you, so you, that, you, you I give, that. I give that right, Hollywood stop. answer. There. You overanalyzed that too much. So, right. So, here's one for you. I'm gonna change this. Right, I'm going to close my eyes, right? And I'm going to actually just... Right. I'm going to give the answer straight off the top of my head. Here's one, right? Right. Life isn't... Boring. <laughs> right, come on, give us another one. <laughs> Life is... Incredible. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. Um, that's probably it, really. That was uh, my fundamental two answers. Like, life isn't boring. Because every single thing that happens to me is absolutely amazing. I've always... Because I wake up daily within, like... An, an aurora of gratitude around us because I put myself in that state and I stay in that state all throughout the day. I know like some bad things might happen to us like on occasion, but ultimately I'm grateful for them bad things. I mean, out of all the bad things that's happened to me, growth's occurred. Yeah. In gro- good growth as well. Like fundamental understandings of like life, like the beauty of life. I've learned so much through terrible things than I have more through good things. I, I do that I do that a lot actually. I mean I think that when you when you're in your day to day life, there's loads of sort of occurrences that can come up. Whatever it is, like if you're stuck in traffic, or if you're in your day, in your working in your job, or if you're in your relationship or something, and someone can like turn around and you, they have these challenges that feel like challenging moments in the time. But if you really sort of zoom away from them, you feel like that their moments are just they're just another part of the game. They're just another part of of you to sort of. The lessons for you to be- become something even better. That's what I feel. That's what I feel. Anyway, I think I think life gives you whatever you can handle in that very moment. I think I truly believe it does, and you've got to use everything in that moment to be your betterment. I mean, like take for example, if you um, have a bad night out on the drink, that hangover the next day, that feeling of withdrawal from alcohol, that's to tell you how bad it is for you, yeah. how crap it's going to make you feel the damage it's doing to your body and your mind and so that hangover is like the universe telling you basically this is what it's doing to you That's, yeah. this is your lesson if you want to continue like to, to drink and to eat bullshit I'm going to keep giving you the lessons until you finally learn to take your body and mind and treat it how it should be treated yeah I like that here's something have you when we're talking about that's con- old school by the way remember when we used to say that in Beast of Fight yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean um have you we were talking about consciousness before have you ever actually questioned yourself how how old really is your consciousness oh no so like see we, we, we were talking about before that just let's use the measure of that 
let's say that whatever you believe that let's say our consciousness does sort of like consciousness is like energy and it doesn't it never dies like the thing that is really deep inside of us and who we truly are like let's say we not we're not our bodies we're not our bodies and we're not our minds <laughs> I'm Tom Buckland <laughs> but we're not our bodies we're not our minds and we're literally the th- we're the thing I that's am. inside <laughs> yeah we're literally the thing that's inside the consciousness the soul energy whatever you want to call it yeah whatever sort of name you want to put on it but if you ever questions like how old is that consciousness really let's say if consciousness is sort of just living multiple lives in parallel universes and it's just it's just like your consciousness you've already lived a thousand lives and you're going to live a thousand more and you're going to live a thousand more after that and you just keep gazillion lives you just keep going around and you're just experiencing all these different like you you're going to experience me your consciousness is going to experience my body one day like my consciousness is going to experience yours it might have already experienced yours that might have been the reason why the two have met now it's crazy that it just imagine though so if it is and our co- consciousnesses are individual whatever and you're going around the whole galaxy you're going around the universe different dimensions whatever and you're tr- experiencing all these different realities have you ever questioned like how old is your consciousness really no to be honest I've never questioned like how old me consciousness is really but I have played with that analogy of um, when we put the egg you know when you said about the egg and the egg video Andy Way is the egg yeah yeah when we put that and and it was, was it a person who had a question who was questioning God was that the same video yeah yeah, yeah. Um, are you, he says are you God and he says in order to really understand what it's like to be human you need to have lived every single life and done every single possibility in each and every single life and I try to put myself in there, them concepts so when I'm like, passing people in my car I've actually played this game where I'm going I'm you I'm you I'm you I'm you I'm you but I'm fundamentally I'm having them right now as well that's what I don't. That's what I'm trying to think. Yeah, like, I do that because. Do you think you're right now, all of your consciousness is inside you, or do you think, all of conscious, all of your consciousness is inside everyone? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know that answer. But I've I've played with the fact of is because if I'm thinking of it in the context of I'm looking at other people and I'm putting myself into their place, that to me is means like my consciousness is with them. As much as it is with me. Well, I've played with the fact of is that is my consciousness just the same consciousness, exact same consciousness that's just inside with inside them. But I've also played with the example as well as if my consciousness is individual, is there something as well that that connects our consciousnesses? So if see if that's so when, a good question. So I've played I've played with that whole essence of what you said there. Is I've um, and it, it, it's a great tool by the way that to that understanding to um to not get angry at people and things like that because the like in the modern world like I've I've felt this I felt this every day when I was driving down the road and do you know that whole essence of I've got to get somewhere but where you go where you go and what we're talking about before but yeah. you just you feel like you you want to get uh, uh, like uh, uh, this is not where I want to be I want to I want I need to be somewhere else yeah. like, I need to be rushing here to some, get somewhere else because this is not the thing I want to do the thing in the future is the thing I want to do we we'll all have their moments but then when you have that switch in your mind I do it where I think like you're getting angry at someone who's in front of you and you just look around and you just pinch yourself and just think that and you get have that have that understanding in your mind of that conscious of that aspect of consciousness where you see that we are just like he's just the same I'm just the same thing as me. Like we all just live in we're all the same thing, just living different lives. Yeah, that's a good when you point. and when you have that understanding, it gives a sense of like freedom, a sense of bliss, and it makes you pause and stop and just knock it it takes away the anger. It's like one of them things where um you said this before of where it's it's like an emotional trigger, you know. You have, where you seem last time where you have a conversation with someone, and you, if someone's being aggressive towards you, and you say something nice to them, and it's an emotional trigger that just pauses the conversation, 
and they can't be angry at you anymore. That's like an emotional trigger that in your daily life that you can have without like it's your own emotional internal dialogue trigger. So you can sort of so if you're angry and you're driving along in the car, are you angry? Mostly, if you're angry with another human being, you can mm. drop. It's like an emotional trigger on your own mind where you say, "No, he's just me. That's just me living a different life." I love and that. That's a trigger that you can. In the moments you just go and it makes you pause and chill out. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, fundamentally, I don't think we can ever really truly know. Scientifically, we'll never find a truth which will which will fundamentally state that we are that our consciousness is each and every other. Yeah. But we need to accept the truth in our minds, and the truth that we have, me and you have accepted, is that. What are you feeling now? What? Yeah, exactly. The only thing we've truly got is the present moment. We haven't got the past. We haven't got the future. We can only accept what we've got right now. And what have we got right now? We've got two, like, human vessels exploring the nature of the origins of what and who we are. And fundamentally, that could be it. That could be the, that could be the entire game right there. Here's something. Do you want us to tear this game up? Oh, no, tear the game up. <laughs> Let's flip this Monopoly board Let's on the table. Let's flip this Monopoly board right up, right? Here's a question of one of my observing them fourth, right? All that conversation we've just had there about consciousness and everything, right? This is a great question, this. Have we actually been programmed to believe our consciousness is real? Wow. Now, that's flipping the board upside down. Because um, have, I, have you seen the... Um, like the film, the film Westworld and stuff like that. Yes. Not film Westworld, sorry. There's the film Westworld, the old one, but the the TV the TV series. series. Have you watched that? Yet? Yeah, yeah, the whole have thing. You? Have you? It's mm. class on it, by the way. Really good. I can't wait for the new series to come out. When's it coming out? I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's next year sometime, <laughs> or this year, sorry. But um, in that in the in Westworld, you know how all the um, the people in that in the world, like the EIs, mm-hmm. are all sort of they're all they're all programmed to sort of. They're all programmed to a certain degree, mm-hmm. I, I, and they're all running, the, are running on these sort of different loops, and the loops keep playing over and over again. I actually keep questioning myself: like, are we? Are, is that us? Are we just on? on the, are we on these loops? Are, are we programmed to believe that? Like, we having these deep conversations now, but like about consciousness: where does consciousness reside? Like, are we conscious? Is consciousness individual? Is it sort of? Is consciousness? Are we all just the same consciousness? But is has that been programmed in us to believe that we are actually conscious? So, are we just like? Oh, I, I hope not. I hope. I hope. Truthfully, I hope we're not. I don't. I honestly, I hope. It's a mid sticking point, though, isn't it? It is a huge game. I I hope we're not programmed. I hope we're not like some huge project for some creature or alien life form. Or I hope we're not like God's like laughable project, which we can do. I hope we are. And even then, I don't. I hope we're not every single person who's ever lived at every one time, because then I can make this life as special as I can be. If I can get in the thought process of right now is the only opportunity I've got for for the, an incredible life, I'll make it so. Yeah. But if I was to thinking, I've got a thousand lives after this, I can just do whatever I want now. But I want to fundamentally understand that because I've got this like feeling of gratitude. I understand that this body, whatever it is. Whether it is a vessel of consciousness, whether it is like um, a game plan for an an alternate reality, whether I'm programmed in Westworld and when I fall asleep, I'm, I'm my dreams are um, a, basically like a scientific operation to get me right back programming again. I don't care what it is. I felt great that it's a gift. 
Yeah. I felt great. It's a gift. And I want to teach everyone else it's a gift. And consciousness is a gift. The fact that we are consciously aware of our understanding, like, we can touch our, like, legs and body and arms. We can feel like... Yeah. we. You know what? It's amazing when you can actually just feel an itch on your face and you can just scratch it and you get, like, a sense of... <sighs> that little a quick relief or... Like um, scientifically, just scrolling through a Facebook feed and you get the dopamine releasing you in your mind. That's getting so much negative press, but that's a part of the game. Yeah. Like so many parts of the games we get, but we fundamentally just go, "That's bad. That's bad. That's bad." Yeah, we label it's things. It's all over. a game. It's all incredible, and we all fun. I know that's like, a, well, there there is going to be things out there that's going to be really hard and really difficult, and there's not nice things. Of course, there's things in life which it's part is, of the game. It, exactly, it's a part of the game. I think it's a part of the game which makes you have to look inside yourself to to really touch your emotional context and say, you know what, this is how I feel about that subject, or and I can change my life through it. We are we are so quick to label things like that, and we we've talked we talked about this on on the on the, our new podcast down the rabbit hole where, we, where I said about depression, about labeling depression, like people don't don't actually just witness depression. This, like we, people are quick to numb something out. That's actually something that's it's people. It's, this is this is hard for people to say this, but depression is actually something that is beautiful. Like you were saying, it's just something that you need to let unfold. And because within the moments of depression, depression give you something. Like they're the moments of 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 the depression trying to. To, or trying to bring something up in your life to show you something to show you a new path that you need to go mm. like instead of just going to the doctors and just numbing out depression like that a lot of people do is you need to actually depression is providing you a moment a yeah. moment of clarity to show you something new but as well I want to say something as well before is um, oh wait I lost my trailer for there yeah before when I was saying about Westworld about the loops all these different loops that, that the characters play in Westworld I was actually thinking in my head when you were saying that before I mean are these are these could these loops actually be um so, so you know how there's a lot of people like a lot, lot more people waking up and things like that mm-hmm. like we went through a stage where i don't even know if waking up's the right word whatever you want to call it we're still asleep yeah, we're, yeah we're still asleep i still we, I, we are still asleep i still have to say that myself i'm still asleep in a lot of areas you know what 100% i mean agree but within that as well i say what will i be i'll re- realize what if i'm asleep now what will i be awake to in the future which gives us positivity like some things I can't. What can I see now? What realities can I not see now that I'll see in the future? That's a question you keep asking yourself. I mean, oh, it wow. makes you gives you a bit positive in your mind. Yeah. But as well though, the in the um, I think to a certain degree that all for our lives we've been in, in indoctrinated with these loops. Like we have these loops. Like society put has these loops around us all the time. Like these chains that you're constantly doing the same things over and over again. But in to a certain degree that we are. That's what our I mean, that's what the, I think the waking up process is when someone actually, like, forget the consciousness, whatever, that, that's the next level. <laughs> but mm. even just the sense of you breaking out of a loop, like breaking out of a, a same loop of you going to the fridge and eating the same food or whatever the, whatever the loop is. That is a program. That's like a program. That, that is That's a loop. A that's a loop that's, um, so to a certain degree, that even in Westworld, that's a, that metaphor of, of the EIs having the loops. We have them loops now. And it's like the you know how they were the EIs was realizing that the, the things that they were doing with it they were doing the same things over and over again. Mm-hmm. That's like sort of a metaphor that Westworld is like for me anyway. In Westworld, they were saying that's like a metaphor they were trying to show the, show the society. Like, are you maybe asking the question, how many loops are you playing? What loops in your life can you recognize? What's the same things that you're doing in your life, day to day life that aren't really in line with who you truly are? That's what it was saying to me. Oh. Nah, it's true that that's a good point. I- 
I was um, going through my mind there and I was going through a deep thought process of like why we actually get into these triggers and and how amazing is it like I've noticed this recently when I fu- when I opened the fridge before my immediate reaction was to just like if it was late at night grab a beer just simple as that grab a cold beer it's looking cold it looks engaging and it was a trigger to automatically me eyes to look down there it is bottom shelf grab close now I open it I look instead of just looking down I look up I look right and I see like the water I see the um, lemons I see me limes I see all this beautiful fruit that I've put in the fridge and I think this is a new trigger this is a new habit so triggers that fundamentally aren't bad they're only bad if you can access like um, if you can see bad habits emerging from them so if you're walking into the gym immediately you get the I'm going to enter this incredible mindset now where I'm one with my body and I'm going to perform to the absolute best level possible if you can get if you can just walk into a gym and you see that trigger in your mind that is a good healthy trigger That so there is like but then again is that a program is that a program that we're actually just like believe limited to believe, to? Do, I, believe. I, I want to get back to that but I want to see a point on because one of the this ties into another observed me thoughts that I've had actually and one of the loops that I recognised in my life was um I mean, you might you were gonna. I think you're gonna relate with this, and a lot of other people might relate with it. But was the essence of eating eating food of fasting. So yeah. something that I've been doing in my life at the minute is um is fasting, and um I think what I noticed with my eating patterns. So I've went through a period in my life where I was. I mean, there was one time right where I was eating five meals a day. There was a point where I was eating six meals a day, but I was I was just it was just a program that I'd been taught that you need to eat this many meals to to produce this outcome. With that, and the outcome at the time was my body like the body needed to be my body needed to be this size like to sort of fit in you know what I mean to like to look this quote unquote weird whatever the way it's my mind my subconscious mind being manipulated uh-huh. but then the more I've been stripping that away and tapping into what, like what do I asking the question again and again what do I really want like does this is this really what I want to become I keep asking myself that question I went through a period now where like I've tapped into this it's, I mean it's hard to get to this place I mean you can't get there because obviously I know I've got there I know a lot of other people have got there but you've just got to keep obviously keep doing your practices and keep um, tapping into what, what do you really want even with, even in your body what does your body really want does your body really want five meals does it really Does it really? I don't know I mean your body <laughs> might want me. five meals but for, at the minute in my life I'm going through a process where so I had to put in a like now it's, it's become second nature and it's the I put a practice in place so I put in fasting so I said to myself today I'm not going to eat a meal till 2 o'clock or today I'm not going to eat a meal till 12 o'clock so I'll have my last meal let's say um, last bit of food say like 8 o'clock in the night time and I'm going to go all the way till 12 o'clock and it's like what, what's that a 16 hour window 17 hour window something like that anyway it's a quite a big portion of time without eating yeah. for the majority of people anyway and I just put a practice like that a little practice like that in place to sort of like I forced me force the loop like I forced to break the loop and then now the loop's become a part of us so now I've tapped into the real essence of me body doesn't want to eat so now I don't even have to eat till like the day I didn't eat till 2 o'clock I, went, I think I went nearly something like what was it like 19 hours 20 hours without food and I didn't even my body wasn't craving it so I didn't eat but I think sometimes to break the loop you've got to put disciplines in place to break the loop yeah. and then the loop just becomes becomes natural and becomes a, does that make sense? yeah but then it, that comes to the point again are you programming a, a new loop? yeah and I am yeah in a good sense but 
I don't think it's a bad sense. I mean, like, because... Oh, go on, continue. You look like you were going to say yeah, something. Yeah, I was there. just going to say that when you were saying that. Because when you were, I was trying to analyse when you said that. I've, it's cause The way I see that there, I've sort of... I've programmed a loop. But now... You can't just live your life standing still. I know, I know. I've pro- listen, though. I've, I've, so I pro- initially, I programmed the loop. But mm-hmm. that that loop actually, for me anyway, made me fi- find a deeper truth. Mm-hmm. So I had to force a loop to find the deeper truth of who I am because now it f- f- feels though now that I've now that I forced the loop that I've actually tapped into I've tapped into the real loop yeah. it's, it's just hard to explain no, no no I get it 100% I get it. and I'm going to try and clarify for this for the for the listeners because this is what I was getting from it I was getting from it that throughout your life you've been conditioned in a way that you that's not you right and just like I have but he just I'm like, uh, sorry I was no. jumping someone to add to that as well because this is what I felt as well within it. I want you to jump back in, but this is what I felt with it is that when I looked around, is that a lot of people, and I'm not going to say any, I'm obviously not going to say any names or anything, but a lot of people who I interact with, family members or whatever it is. Gavin. Yeah. No, I'm sure. <laughs> <It's> Gavin. <laughs> I don't even know Gavin. <laughs> no, neither do I. Gavin Nashimento. <laughs> Doubt it. But uh, no. anyway. Um, He's out of the matrix now, man. I felt that. Um, I, f- I feel that a lot of people are just eating for the sake of it. This is one of my loops. I mm. felt a lot of people are just eating for the sake of it, not because like they're letting they're letting time dictate their food. Like so, and it, people people will resonate with this. I know they will. Like you yeah. might, might resonate when I say this that it'll get to a certain point in the day where someone will just eat food for the sake of it. Like they'll not really ask themselves the question, "Oh, am I really hungry?" But am I just eating eating because this is what society's telling us? This is the time I need to eat. And I've, when I've tapped into that loop, I felt that. Don't even question what they're eating though as well. Exactly. But even goes to the fact of just I'm eating because it's morning. Like everyone eats breakfast. Like everyone should eat breakfast. Mm. But ask yourself the question, like and I'm not saying like don't eat any food at all. But no, I'm just no. saying like eat when you're hungry. Tap into your like when you tap into your real biological needs of what your body really wants, like you get past all the conditioning, you get past all the bullshit what people are telling you and you tap into that. The, what you what your body really wants like your body doesn't need like not all the time your body doesn't need four or five meals your body doesn't need nutrients all the time there's a time for your body to to be just your body like it doesn't there's a time for when your body doesn't even need water it just uh-huh. that's what I've felt there's a time when your body needs silence but you need to tap into them moments and I just think that it what a realisation was in the fasting I had is that the fasting just give me the like of me forcing the first loop actually made us find that deeper truth yeah, um, like that's really good, powerful points, and a lot of people I think need to realise these points can actually help benefit your life in so many different ways. Uh, your point of there of analysing the loop is because you've analysed the loop in a context of that loop before the previous loop was a bad habit, conditioned to me by society. Like basically, when I was younger, every time I passed the McDonald's, I wanted to go in. Yeah, that was my condition. And when I was younger, now that I'm older. I like to, I like to venture out. I like to experience like new things, new new ideas of life, new new foods. This is just a different part of the game that I'm playing, and that is a new loop that I've created. I mean, I like going to nice restaurants just because I like going to nice restaurants. I don't, and this is a loop I've created in my mind. I'm not socially conditioned by anything. Like I understand, I like nice food, so I get nice food. That's it's, it's a vague analogy of it, but I, I know what you mean. And I was when you were, when you were saying that, I was actually questioning how many, how many other loops have I been conditioned by? Like, 
And when you when I was actually saying how many because I have that whole essence, you know, you have that whole essence when you go to somewhere like I can't I can't go here because I I don't like this type of food. Like I can't go here because this place doesn't doesn't suit my emotional needs in my mind. Like this restaurant doesn't look good enough for me, or whatever whatever it is. I can't um, do this certain thing because yeah, the the, the circumstances aren't. Don't meet don't meet the requirements that I, that I've made in my mind. That that goes for loads of stuff. And do you know what I've actually realised a lot lately is that when I've been stripping away from that, I, like I've been doing this for a lot lately, but I've been tapping it loads more. When I don't tap, uh, when I release that, them expectations around certain things. Like I release the expectation around. That's something I'm, I'm trying to think. Of, I'm mean. trying to think of an example of an expectation that I've released myself around. Of, I mean, I'm trying to analyse because this has been a pr- process. That it's hard. It's hard to analyse this because it's been an ongoing process. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But one of the processes for me was um, of just being able to the expectation of me just being being me with me body with nothing else. And what what I mean by that is, here's an example: is that it's hard to explain. So I'm really trying to get this out. It really is a deep observation of thought. But I've actually went, and it might not even make sense for anyone. It might not make sense for you. But see, I've been going to the. Um, I go, I've said it myself that I'm going to go for a day in the woods. I'm just going to go for me in the woods. Right. But then the expectations of the, in, in the, with it, within that in my head of seeing, like in the past, recognising and seeing that, well, I can't go in the woods because I haven't got the right footwear. Yeah. I can't yeah. go in the woods because I, I mean, I haven't got me, haven't brought, if it rains, I haven't brought me hat. Like, I haven't got me cagoule. Like, will I, will, am I going to, will I have enough food? Like, if I go in there, if I'm going to be in there for the full day and I get lost in the woods. Will I survive? Will I survive? Will I have enough wood? Yeah, wood. Will I have enough, <laughs> there's enough wood. <laughs> will I have enough food? But then when you let go of that and just, and just think, and you, you just strip yourself away that you don't, you don't worry too much about the circumstances. I know you can't, I mean, I'm not saying like go in the middle of the woods of nowhere with nothing and just like, cause you'll end up dying. But what I mean is just that, take this for your day to day life. Like don't, like if you're just gonna go somewhere, like don't put too much around it. Like even if you're just gonna go to your friend's house, don't overanalyze it. Don't Aye. don't anal- analyze what's gonna happen. What's like if you need to make a conversation with someone, don't keep analyzing like the outcomes. Like oh, what if they say this? What if they say yeah, that? Yeah. What if they do this? What if they do that? Just go into the conversation. It's, do it, what needs to be done. It's even the essence as well of time as well. That this is one that's been in my life. Is that like how long is this? How long is this thing gonna take? Mm-hmm. Is this thing going to take? I mean, because if it, I need to be do, I need to do this so I can do this, and it's like within that, if you just let, if you let go of that, of the, of the, the, the thing that you've, the, the false pretension that you've made in your mind, the false thing that you've made in your mind of seeing that I need to be here for this certain time. But if you just let go of that, and whatever will be, whatever, whatever will be, will be, and there's, there's something, there's something within that conversation of you just. Of of letting go within that, 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 that makes you free. It taps into this stillness. I, I, it's, does that make sense? Because it, it it feels like I'm rambling. No, no, that's a good point actually. But it's just this. There's loads of different practices in life where that we just we 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 hold too much. We we put too we put too much on things, and it, then it takes when you whatever whatever you do, you see I can't do this thing because we put too much emphasis on everything. Dan, everything we all we I put em- too much emphasis on the podcast like. Oh, will this reach uh, another vast amount of people? Oh, yeah. will we get to do this? I put too much emphasis on it, and I, instead of just like letting things be, letting things lie how they should, letting the path fall before you, instead of trying to create the path, just enjoy life, enjoy the concept of it, of being here, enjoying life. And I need to tap into this as well because I keep forgetting about the the fundamental truth of what like 
me opening the door and just like walking outside that is a fundamental truth where I can just feel like jeez I can do this like if you have to have a bad conversation with someone go out and have that bad conversation yeah. with someone if you have to do it you have to do it it's a case of well one of that I've been tapping into lately as well is, is that this is this is a, this is a good one. Is a is a conversation with someone like a, this has been an obse- This is actually a deeper observational thought. And it's only just come up now in my mind of one I've been having in my head. But I've been um, of letting that of that whole essence what I was trying to descri- describe before. I don't even know if I did a good job of describing it. But sometimes it's so hard when you have these conversations, it's so hard to get that thought out, that deep yeah, thought, because these are really deep observational thoughts. Mm. Really are. But I, ha- I had an example of where I mean I've, I think I've told this before. I'll try and think of another example, but I had an example where I met, where there was a guy, I seen a guy in his house and he was um, he was doing some natural movement. I think I've said this on the podcast, I can't remember, but it was a guy and he was doing some natural movement in his house and he seen it, he seen me that I, that he was doing natural movement and he got sort of uncomfortable and he felt that I was going to judge him for doing movement and I seen him when I walked past his house and I seen him duck down and hide behind his settee. <laughs> so straight away I wasn't, I didn't let that go, so I went and knocked on his door. Like I physically like so that's a, that's a bit of adventure that that at one time I would I wouldn't have done this, but it was me of letting go of not worrying about the circumstances, what's going to come of it, even what he's going to think, of, what someone else is going to think of me just randomly knocking on his door. So I just went and knocked on his door, and I just approached him, and I just says, I literally just says what he was doing was cool. I loved it. Like don't ever feel like you have to hide that from anyone because like you don't know who like he the fact that he was hiding that from me. I mean, even the fact that he hid it, hid it from me, made him made me approach him. So maybe he was meant to do that. Whoa, <laughs> that's aye. even bigger truth. Never think about that, do we? That's even bigger as well. But I just wanted to basically get across to him that don't really don't hide who you truly are. And and it was the whole essence of me just going over there, releasing me up to new the world. And I started having a conversation with him. And then he. What did he say by the way when he said that? Well, then from then we started talking about bloody natural movement talking about idol portal talking about talking about what podcast you listen to I'll tell him what podcast I listen to and then it was just it, I mean I've never actually seen that guy again I've never seen him again I mean, he actually said he actually said from that conversation he was going to start listening to podcasts so he, it's weird because he actually might be listening to this podcast and he might reach out back out to us again well but um, <laughs> I think it's just it's, there's sometimes in them moments when you do when we, we do fully let go of we do fully let go of expectations and just do what you really want to do in your heart. It opens it up. It opens the world up to something more, much more magical. That's what I was trying to say. That's beautiful. That that was a really beautiful point. That Dan. Here, here, here's. I was going to actually. I think I was thinking in my head there. It was a good part. End it right. But I think this might be a better, better place to end it right. So you know, before when we're talking about consciousness, right? This may be a good question. We might have a, both have a crack at this and see if we can answer this, or if not, just leave it for like listeners to think think about. So when we were talking about consciousness before and saying about how um, asking the question before me and you were saying asking the question are we actually programmed like in Westworld to believe that we do what we are conscious are we programmed to believe that we have consciousness mm-hmm. what happens if we actually stop believing like if you fully tap into that essence of that I am not conscious like I don't have consciousness what will happen the game will oh, just well the wow. matrix just open up in front of us and just oh, you know what I was actually <laughs> trying to think on that like just come up and just be like Chris you are the one Neo <laughs> Neo you are the one you're the universal one Neo <laughs> I oh, we knew you could do it with your meditation you were only doing 20 minutes but as soon as you went to 30 you realised you were you the one un- <laughs> as soon as you clicked unguided on that headspace <laughs> meditation I knew you were going to do it <laughs> um, oh wow like I am 
Oh, Dan, honestly, that is a mind bender. I think everyone should ask that. What ask happens if we stop believing in consciousness? I might actually. I, it was like when I went through that meditation last night when I went through the game and when I was getting to the point where everything was trying to stop us and eventually I hit the point where I was just like, it won with like, with whatever there was, with ever there was. I mean, when I was getting beyond my breath, the ultimate form of life to me is breath and water because without them I'm nothing. But last night I got rid of them and I just seen this beautiful blank space and maybe at that point, I'm not going to say I stopped believing in consciousness. I kind of stopped believing in everything. I stopped believing in the whole, the whole essence of the game. There was no game. It was just silent wonder. Blessing, really. I love that. Right, so I think we'll leave it there. And we'll, I wanted to ask literally the question again. So what happens? And I think the listeners will love this, right? So what happens? And I'm going to actually... I'm going to actually also because this is still raw thought for me so I'm going to still I'm going to for over the next couple of weeks I'm going to I keep asking myself this question of what happens if we do stop believing we'll start the next um, observing our thoughts asking that as well yeah and what, how's that how's it been how's that been for us definitely I mean maybe we're not, we might not even do it we might, we might dissolve into the matrix <laughs> <laughs> might not be here next time guys <laughs> peace and love peace Thanks so much for listening to the podcast and we'd really love to know what you think about the question that we propose at the end of the podcast. What happens if we stop believing in our own consciousness? So anyway, if you feel that like these conversations do add value in your life, the best way you can help us out and support the podcast is through our Patreon page. We really do want to keep bringing you the best we can from the podcast and with your help through our Patreon page, we can really do that. And the power really is in your hands. And with your support, your support will really be crucial in helping us take this podcast to the next level. So anyway, we love you all and thanks so much for tuning in and listening to the podcast. It really means so much to us. And just to play this podcast out, I'm going to play a song by one of my favourite artists of all time called Akala. The song is called The Riddle of Life featuring Ayanna Whitney Johnson. Such a powerful song. So anyway, enjoy this, The Riddle of Life by Akala. Peace. By an idiot, still we can't figure Maybe there's simplistic things That is where the wisdom is Freedom only has meaning If you know what a prison is All we see is differences Death don't distinguish them Flickering flame to the brightest light It extinguish them Then it's gone It will speck on forever The soil that covers bones Decomposes whoever Whether you're rich or you're clever Buyer or seller cannot trade what they have made for another day Even as a slave, the heathen is made by believers in rage As a gauge to find a way to deceive them from wage From the screen to the page to the wall of a cave I wonder if what we say ever really has changed Because we ain't got a clue from whom that we came But giving it names is one of the ways that we entertain
fear to the life I have wondered many times if Shakespeare was right And it signifies nothing Just the heavens bluffing But the jokes on us Cause we discuss all this deeper stuff What the trees and the lust Is equal to trust Cause it all just eventually Turn into dust Must we change our disgust For the lust of depravity And adjust for just the cusp of reality I ain't sussed enough to give myself clarity But I do know enough not to trust them in charity Cause the language of death is spoken by a golden breath I know that I am going but I am not hoping to be next So yes, I do cling to this vanity And I dip my pen in the ink of insanity When my numb and disparity passes as normality The comedy of history is we don't see as a tragedy The life we ain't given equipment for recognizing the signs, the lines are unclear. Trying to undo tears is near enough impossible. We're clung to fear, and the cost of letting go is less than we know. But still, it's way more than we are willing to show. So we cling harder. My mother and my father, as if they're the only ones that gave birth to a child. They say life is a gift, but I don't know if it is. Not because I'm pissed, I literally don't know what it is Are we spirits from another realm cast down into this world? Or just animals focused on how we feed ourselves? Heaven or hell, what's the perspective? A strong desire to return to the source and we call it a death wish But maybe they have just settled the riddle No beginning or end, but there's a life in the middle Deep.